And Guido Juice said Gorilla big sense of humor. Likes to party. This pumps frolic isn't a jerk off. A dork at parties for meals. Smells good. Ninfa likes pickles. Takes on interest into my hobbies. Very protect not so serious. Romantical likes to sleep in. Gorilla Juice Cast. Gorilla Juice Cast. for Jersey Shore-related discussion. My name is Sam, and joining me in a special retrospective is Jared. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gorilla Juice Cast. And Jackson. I'm feeling extra retrospective today. All right. Yes. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than normal. Uh, Today we're going to talk about our favorite moments Mm -hmm. from this previous season that we just watched, season one. Mm -hmm. We, We had favorite moments? I mean, I did. Did you not? No, I had favorite moments. I'm just right, joshing you. Yeah, you better be joshing. But yeah, we, we've devised sort of a little uh, – we've devised categories that we're going to base our favorite decisions off of today. Uh, we have seven categories, plus at the end we are going to crown who we believe to be the most valuable Guido or Guidette. The MVG. The MVG, yes. MVG, MVG, MVG. So stick around for that if you would because that's uh, it's going to be yeah. fun. And oh, yeah. if, if this goes well, we may end up doing this after each season. Uh, if it doesn't go well, just... Uh, like, We're deleting please, it. Please forget <laughs> about it and don't ask, ask us to do another. If it does, I don't know. I'd still, even if it doesn't do well, I'd still really like to do it. Uh-huh. You got you to gotta forget about it and you got to forgive about it. Mm. You got to do both. Yes. So but, uh, it'll, be, it'll definitely be interesting to see who the championship goes to every season. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. I, they're not getting, uh, anything from us though. No. Yeah. I mean, they're getting the, the award and that's for our own self-righteousness Uh-huh. to say that we did something bragging rights. Yeah. As they're bragging about getting an award from three idiots on the internet. I mean, it's, it's, we're the ones bragging about it. They're not. Oh, they're, they're trying to act like we don't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're real good at it. Yeah. They're batting a thousand. Before we uh, jump in to our categories that we're going to talk about today, is there anything else that you two want to discuss before we get moving along? Uh, Yeah. I would like to take the moment to thank our listeners. So yeah, for sure. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I throw that pandering moment in. And then also <laughs> uh, to point you all towards our Instagram and Twitter, which we do have. Yeah, we do. Yes. We have an email address, too. We are on the internet. Yes. So if you want to connect to us, uh, maybe uh, let us know your feedback, or if you have uh, uh, anything uh, funny to uh, comment on, maybe uh, you could you have funnier Jersey Shore memes and jokes than we do, uh, please let us know. Yes. Yeah, and also, if you would maybe give us some of your favorite moments that we talk about today as well. That would be pretty sweet. Cause I, I mm-hmm. I'm sure we all want to know how you feel because I'm sure that there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be differing opinion opinions, uh, all around. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if our favorite moments match up with any of yours out there in the world. Yeah, I agree. Or if there's stuff that we completely just glossed over that might be really important to you. Mm-hmm. And, 
as we record this award ceremony for the cast members of the Jersey Shore, if you want to record your own podcast of an award show for the three of us, maybe uh, your favorite co-host or favorite moments, uh, as long as I'm on that list somewhere, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> they might have a section for Biggest Loser. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to uh, thank the audience uh, for being with us on this traumatic journey that we've gone on, allowing us to view all this extreme material mm-hmm. and process it with you. Has yeah, been and a if, uh, if this is your first time watching the show as well, you get to experience it the same way Sam is. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, just empty and waiting to be filled with Guido knowledge and experience. Yeah. That made me shudder a bit when you said that, <laughs> like saying ready to be filled. I'm ready to be filled. But your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh Sam, did you have anything that you wanted to address or do you think are you ready? Oh, my body is always ready. Nice. That's a good call back to 2004. All right. <laughs> We're going to move into our first category of uh the, this episode and that is going to be the most wholesome moment. From the first season. Mm-hmm. I am going to go ahead and let you two start this out, and then I'll, I'll finish it off. Yeah. Finish it strong. I'm always last to finish. <laughs> last to finish my taxes. Never makes a happy plate at dinner. No. Last, I always get the vinegary bits out of the ketchup bottle at the end. Ronnie, we just bought this ketchup. How is it gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if either one of you wants to jump in on uh, this to start, I think it's uh, it's open forum right now. Uh, I'll go first. Cool. So uh, you guys may not be huge on this uh, particular choice uh-huh. because we've been overly critical. I wouldn't say overly. We've been ju- justifiably critical of this relationship. <laughs> but uh, they did have a nice moment, Ronnie and Sammy, uh, on their first date going go-karting and mini-golfing. Uh, I thought it was very wholesome. Uh, this is the only time that they've looked even remotely like a good couple. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I thought this was probably the most wholesome, uh, especially if you contrast it with literally any other episode where they're featured together. That's a good point that you, the last bit that you added in there, because it does really, it makes it almost, it elevates it to an extent mm-hmm. because of how horrible it gets later. It gets real bad. And I haven't even seen the extent of how bad it gets really yet. I'm yeah. assuming it gets worse <laughs> if it continues into the other seasons. Well, you'll have to wait and see, Sam. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, what are those uh, pictures called uh, where it's like uh, uh, last seconds before a disaster or something that people post where it's like... Oh, uh, yeah. It's like right before someone gets killed. Yeah. Uh, a, a photo of some people taking a picture at the beach like smiling and there's like a like a hundred foot tidal wave behind them in the background uh i feel like i feel like that's essentially what this is this is the snapshot of ronnie and sammy still being happy uh sitting in their uh their like tree house uh but at the corner of the photo you can see the termites biting through the tree yes the the roots of the tree are just starting to catch fire Mm -hmm. (laughs) It reminds me of when we were at that beach in California and Jackson and I saw that shark fin while Sam was out in the water. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? We, what? What? And you were like, sharks don't exist. <laughs> were you guys joshing me on that, or did that actually No, we happen? did. We, we yeah, saw, we saw a shark fin. I mean, there were dolphins yeah. out there, which might okay. have been a worse case scenario yeah. for you, because dolphins yeah. are real horny. Yeah, they... I, uh, I don't want to be a dolphin bride. No. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was good to know. Yeah. Just reel, my, reel myself back into the, the shore there for a few <laughs> minutes <laughs> and contemplate my life decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you did a – I think that's a good choice, though, for a wholesome moment, Jackson. It, oh, it's you. it's a it's a cute little date. I mean, it's a fun date or thing to do with your friends anyways. Well, mm. and I mean, it's literally wholesome because they're playing mini golf, which has holes. Oh, give a round uh-huh. of snaps for Sam for that one. And then <laughs> Ronnie takes Sammy back to the house. And I'm sure there are some other holes being filled. Yeah. Uh-huh. I heard Ronnie's into pegging. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie's <laughs> holes, not Sammy's holes. Yeah. They're playing mini golf. Ronnie is mm-hmm. a very, for being a mini man, he's very beefy as far as his squatty stature goes. Yeah, uh-huh. he's like as wide as he is tall. Right? <laughs> I mean, Like yeah. his shoulder width, I think, is the same as his height. Uh-huh. Like if you're looking at him like through the lens of like the what what's that uh Da Vinci thing, Jared? Oh, the, the Da Vinci code? No, not no, that. like the the drawing. The perfect proportions. Oh, of the uh, Vitruvian the heroic. Yeah, the Vitruvian thing. man. I feel like Ronnie would be a, a very interesting as far as his ratios and proportions go. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Especially since his head is like sunken down into his shoulders. No neck, Ronnie over here. Yeah. Mm. Also, uh, another throwback. Anytime that we talk about mini golf, I just want to make sure that everyone understands that I'm really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) You are absurdly good at mini golf. Yeah. And I don't know why Jackson keeps being such a hater. I'm just saying I also did fairly well. Uh, I'll admit you did better. Not in the front. In the back you did. You did super well. Well, it's because I started off. I'm always, you you know, I'm a a slow starter. I get a little (laughs) nervous at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, I gain confidence as it's going through, and I uh, I finish strong. Yeah, you find your groove. Yeah, I find my groove. That's why every podcast episode I start. I'm like, and by the end, I'm like, hey, uh, this is a great episode. I always nail. <laughs> the I can closure. talk like a human being now. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Uh, you can see a linear graph of my IQ going up throughout the episode. No, that's yeah. I uh, I do have a I found the scorecard from our, our mini golf excursion and I will I'll post a picture of that to our Twitter or Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, just for my bragging rights. That way I can have my one thing I'm good at for once. How uh, how those scores look? Uh, Jackson, I did really well, and then you, Sarah, and Ben Ben uh, were almost astronomical in numbers. Yeah. It was impressive. Well, I mean, things really went awry after I bent. Yeah, my things went awry after you bent that golf club over your head. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid! Because <laughs> I'm like smacking a tiny windmill with a golf club. What? What was the name of the place? Because I think that if our, our viewers should look up the golf course, because some of those holes were insane. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Camelot. Uh huh. And that's a that's a franchise, right? In well, I don't know. They it's have in a Los few, Angeles, I think. and it was possibly the most difficult miniature golf course I ever played, which also made it more fun. Yeah, a lot of actual real hazards. Um, yeah, they had like ramps going over like streams and stuff, so your ball could fall into like a river, and then you have to 
fish it get out. into the river like, to get yeah, your ball back pull your horses across the river and grab it they had some good uh some good miniature golf tricks it wasn't just like uh they put a post in the center like a lot of bad miniature golf yeah where it's like that standard figure eight hole where it's just like a circle in the front and then a circle at the end yeah one thing about that particular golf uh, miniature golf course is they also have multiple uh i think they had four or did they have six they had a lot of different like whole themed oh holes, yeah we there were four. all very uh racially insensitive yeah, and we picked one that was very uh it was it was definitely very appropriated but only half of the holes were. Yeah, you can tell that the place was probably built in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, different time. Yeah. Yeah, like the the one that we did had a lot of like uh uh Asian inspired like pagodas and stuff. I'm doing uh inspired with big air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh just wait until this podcast thing takes off and I build my own mini golf course in my oh, backyard. Boy. That would be sweet. And it has fire traps and go-karts built into the mini golf course, so you have to avoid hitting cars as they're flying by. That's a good idea, Sam. Like mini golf and, oh, actually, you could go, you can mini golf from the go-kart like polo. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. Dangerous. Sounds like an insurance nightmare. <laughs> well, it's just for friends. It's not for the public. Oh, okay. <laughs> I make you sign a waiver before you come over to my house. Yes. Look out for the fire moat. Yeah, I would like to uh, – so if uh, – I'm speaking directly to the listeners right now. Yeah. If you know of any really, really good miniature golf places, like like ones that like would surprise us, uh, please let us know. Uh, you could email, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, uh, because it's likely we'll travel across the U.S. to get there. Um, True. I would. It, I like would. depending – if it's like a real like A-plus uh, – home run miniature golf place uh that's the kind of stuff that gets us uh real excited yeah we're yeah. wanting like the action point of golf courses uh-huh i'm not talking about that that dumbass show on fox that got canceled yeah not holy moly yeah no with uh what's his name like ribs mcribble or something <laughs> rob yeah. rob Mc, riggle yeah mcrib mcgriddle if we if we pull up to this place and we see rob riggle we're leaving yeah. Uh-huh. And we got Steph Curry. <laughs> He's in his, his living room. <laughs> Every episode, they're just like, and, and we got Steph Curry here. He's just like standing around, and then they're like, uh, we're bringing Steph Curry in. To, uh, do you want to use the uh, robotic putting machine, or do you want <laughs> Steph Curry to come in and put it for you? And would people would be Steph like, Curry. I want the, excuse me, I want the AI robot to do it. And then uh, I don't. He he was one of the creators, I think. So that's why they shoehorned him into. Yeah, well, he was a producer. That's fun. Steph Curry is a very, very, very good golfer, though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he is. I like guess obnoxiously good. Whenever they had him come in and putt for them, though, they did it in multiple takes to make sure that he actually got it in. I know that's why you got to pick him because the robots crapshoot. They got to make Steph look good at all times. Uh huh. Well, so if you want to move forward, you pick Steph. That's true. It's he's good right, for your he, game, but not good for TV because he's a charisma magnet. I mean, charisma, <laughs> a charisma uh, black anti-black hole. <laughs> hole. Uh, Sam, what what would your most wholesome moment from the show be? My most wholesome moment would be um, whenever Vinny's family was on the show, especially mm. when his mom is cooking these delicious meals. Mm. Um, I feel like that's just very wholesome in kind of a American family kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like 
I mean, it, it, it's funny to compare that to the group dinners, and then you look at, like, Vinny's family, like, enjoying a meal together, like, all this food that's, like, been lovingly created by his mother, who, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he really appreciates that or not. He doesn't really seem to appreciate any of his roommates. Um, hopefully, he would appreciate his mom making these delicious meals that take a lot of prep and thought. Yeah, and I think the other cast members also appreciated the the dinner quite a bit like oh, uh yeah. vinny j- just expects it and i feel like the other uh like snooki mentioned it i think sammy did if i recall and they're like yeah she cooked us all this food and she's like uh standing up she never sat down and ate herself she was just like handing people different mm-hmm. food items and whatnot she was uh, just it, serving everybody the whole time uh uh-huh. meanwhile vinny has a little f- uh flag at his side of the table they just like puts up he wants more like like at casa uh, bonita uh-huh <laughs> for those of you who don't know there's a mexican restaurant in denver colorado called casa bonita and i've been there you raise mm-hmm. a flag to get more food at your table which is one of the most hilarious ways i feel like to, that just says oh i need more uh-huh you like don't even like flag. don't even look at the waitress or uh uh like the server you just raised their flag. Well, that's because you're too busy watching the 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 divers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the guy in the gorilla suit that smashes all my burgers on my table. Yeah, I've been I got stuck in Black Bart's cave because I ate too many sofa pias. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. They had to they had to lube me up to get me out of there. That's cool. Uh-huh. This this cave designed for children. <laughs> this is a giant man drunk on margaritas. Uh-huh. Filled with sofa pias trying to weasel his way through there. Uh huh. At the split of the cave, always go left. The right has human fecal matter in it. <laughs> so, my wholesome moment I'm going to pick is when Mike gets pranked by Vinny. And it's not the prank by Vinny that I think is wholesome. I think it's Mike's reaction to the prank. Okay. If you, if you <laughs> subtract Vinny completely out of that, yeah. then that's what makes it wholesome. Yeah. Mike's reaction to Vinny. Correct. He's definitely uh, like trying to give him the illusion that he pulled one over on him just to be nice. Mm. He's like, yeah, you really got me. You know, like you would do to a child that pulled the worst prank ever. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure elementary school teachers probably react in a very similar way that like Mike did to Vinny. Like, oh, you got me. Like if you're playing tag with like a kid and they're like, oh, I tagged you. And they like they fall down and they're yeah. like, oh, you got me. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. can you hand me a red crayon? And they hand you a blue crayon. It's like, oh, you you got me with that one. You throw it at him and say, don't you know your fucking colors? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he definitely went about it in a very, uh, I'd say, almost caring way. He's like, oh, he doesn't know any better. I would in a say, very wholesome way. Uh, man, uh, you're really selling your portion of this award. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one that can, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would say everyone in that room was being horse whoresome. Was being horsome. Being a whore. Horsome, but also wholesome to Vinny because everyone was like pity laughing at him. I I would say if Vinny did that in a room with us, it would either be complete silence or you would hear footsteps of us leaving the room. I would be completely red. An embarrassment. I, just, Vinny, how in this? How is this in any way, shape, or form a fucking prank? And just leave the room. <laughs> uh huh. So everyone 
I agree. Everyone was very nice to Vinny. Mike, uh, like, uh, being like a good older brother saying like, oh, yeah, you got me with, man, we're even now, huh? (laughs) We're even, right? Please don't do another one of these stupid-ass pranks. Well, and that just opens it up. Mike goes and does something really, really shitty to Vinny in the future. Mm-hmm. And then he knows that Vinny's not going to be able to get him back, but he thinks he's going to be able to get him back. You know? That's true. So it's like, I can That's do something smart. terrible to you, and you're going to think you get me back, but you didn't get me back at all because you don't know how fucking pranks work. Vinny opens up Vinny's prank school. <laughs> he's sitting like at a at a lemonade stand like in a, like the psychology booth in Charlie Brown that Lucy uh-huh. sits at. Uh, which Jackson wrongfully identified as a kissing booth, I think, in a previous episode. I thought there was a kissing booth in Charlie Brown. Snoopy I, does the kissing booth, but Lucy that's a does dog. the psychology booth. <laughs> oh, okay. Where, okay. Where Charlie goes and shares his deepest, darkest secrets with this girl mm-hmm. for five cents, and she gives him really bad advice. Yeah. Gotcha. So we had our most wholesome moment. Now let's talk about our most pathetic moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I guess I can start with this one since I ended on the last one. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, this is my show now, so... <laughs> That's not true. All right, we're co-hosts. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go ahead and say that this very moment is our most pathetic moment. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking like uh, hanging on by my fingernails uh, to be considered an equal member of this business. I would like to uh, give encourage the listeners to uh, kind of what Jackson had mentioned before. I'm going to mime it really quick. Uh we're doing this, like, we have a list of these categories. If you would like to pick out the moments from our show, which you thought were the most wholesome or pathetic, or uh, what fits the rest of the categories, please do. Yeah, uh-huh. violent. <laughs> <laughs> Horniest. I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. That time uh, Jackson smashed his face against his keyboard repeatedly. You can hear it in the background. <laughs> I'm just saying, if one of you writes a BuzzFeed article that says top 25 pathetic <laughs> moments of the Girl Juice cast, I... Uh, you might need to add another one on there because I'm going to fucking ball into my microphone. <laughs> well, uh, I, if we get to the point where we're having BuzzFeed articles written about us, you'll be able to wipe your tears away with money. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. With <laughs> your, with your, buzz bucks and your buzz coin. Uh, so my most pathetic moment is uh, I th- I've mentioned this before is I think it's the, the biggest, uh, cringiest, most pathetic moment in the entire show is when Ronnie and Sammy are fighting and Ronnie says, I've told you so much, Sammy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's that's my my number one uh, biggest pathetic moment. Mm-hmm. I told, I you, told you so much shit, Sammy. <laughs> I told you so much shit. I think that that moment in the show just solidified the fact that I would want to watch the rest of this. Uh, yeah, I no, I agree. It was uh, uh, a double punch, and then Sammy also told Ronnie so much shit. Yeah, and we've we talked about this in the episode when it happened, but we had said like, you know, what what do you think that Ronnie told Sammy? Like, what did he confide in her that made it worth bringing up again in the middle of a fight? And I'm still at a loss for what it could be. I have a, an idea of uh-huh. what it could be. What uh, hit us with it? What's your theory? Well, I think it, I just I have a feeling that it's like a, a revealing of a criminal charge. Oh boy! <laughs> that uh, that he hasn't told anybody about. That's my thought. I don't know. Uh, but that's what I thought it would be that or either that, or he was like, I, I love my grandma and she's dead. You know what I mean? Like that's not as exciting. No, no, but I could see it being that way. Yeah. I could see it being about his previous life as a 
six hundred pound like high schooler. <laughs> yeah, I was so fat in school, Sammy. Uh huh. <laughs> I did so many push-ups to look like I look now. Uh, he uh just started getting in shape directly before the show. Oh man, directly. So he's not fully used to being a juiced up gorilla, and that's why he's so aggressive because he's just yeah. starting to feel himself for the first time. Yeah, he has to test out uh to test his strength. So can you if you do steroids, does it guarantee weight loss? No. Okay. No. It just helps you um recover after you tear your muscles down, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, so that's step one, and then the step two to lose weight is his uh, Ron Ron juice, like filled with like Epicac and yes. like laxatives. <laughs> yes, that's the way. I mean, he does take some. He he. When we do the season two, uh, wrap him up episode, where we do our categories for that, we're gonna d- declare Ronnie's biggest shit moment, where he's taking the biggest dump. Because there's some impressive dumps in season two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jackson, what's your most pathetic moment from the show? Uh, Okay, thanks for clarifying. Just making um, sure. I would say uh, piggybacking off of your most wholesome moment. Okay. I would say uh, is most wholesome on Mike's side uh, of being nice about Vinny's prank. Uh, but Vinny was so fucking pathetic at that moment. <laughs> uh, he was trying to reassure everyone as he was doing it that uh, he was doing a good job. And he had this like unfounded confidence uh like uh yeah you know mike i told you i'd get you back and i just threw this little thing together i was saying that the girls you bring home look like bulldogs he's like haha man Vinny, you got me i don't know it it is it's a it's like watching someone die yeah it's like you've never seen it and then you watch it happen i would say you know what i'm gonna lump in uh the mike's prank but the inverse Vinny's reaction to it so oh how he was pathetic yeah I would say Mike's prank was wholesome and then his reaction to Vinny's prank was wholesome versus Vinny's reaction to Mike's prank being pathetic and then Vinny's prank being pathetic so it's kind of the complete opposite man this is like a a crazy equation between wholesome and pathetic Uh uh-huh well there's a very thin line yeah Uh, (laughs) But uh, I can think of some line. wholesome moments that are actually completely pathetic, uh, just <laughs> from experiences I've seen in the real world. Yeah, I I don't know when when Mike pranked Vinny, uh, and Vinny, I uh, was like, yeah, you didn't really get me. Uh, I I hey, come come over here, Mike. You you see any bowls of like stinky cheddar under my bed? You, you see anything <laughs> under there? Yeah, that that's right because I found it. All right, you didn't get you didn't get me. Vinny, it was under there for like three weeks. Yeah, but I found it. Yeah, the I'm entire stupid. point of the prank is for you to find it eventually. Yeah, I, man. <laughs> Vinny sucks. What's, what's your most pathetic moment, Sam? I'm bummed out after Vinny. Um, probably one of my most pathetic moments was um, Angelina not showing up for work. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. That was my second. And then having the whole conversation in the bathroom. 
with Danny. <laughs> that and her faking sick, I think you should lump that in there too because yeah, that was the, the most pathetic fake sick I've ever seen. It's mm. like all one saga where she had a bad night out at the club the night before and she's not wanting to call her employers to tell them that she's going to be calling sick on like her first or second day on the job. Wait, she already called in sick on her first day of the job. So this is her second time calling in sick with like mm. no work actually done. Yeah. And... Instead of calling, she just shows up super late in the afternoon in person, and she's like, um, I'm not feeling good. I'm sick. And she doesn't even, like, try to, like, act like she's sick or anything. Uh, like, why show up in person proving that you're clearly not sick? You're just lazy. It's well, true. it would be suspect considering the uh, the share house is above the T-shirt store. So if uh, if she said she was <laughs> sick and... She's like laying down, like in her bedroom, like coughing into a vent so they can hear it through <laughs> the vent in Danny. the t shirt store in the ground below. <laughs> Danny shows up with the rectal thermometer and he's like, All right, let me take the temperature. Yeah, we got to make sure that you're actually sick. This is how yeah. we figured it out in my house. <laughs> That's a good one, Sam. I, I think that that, uh, it's nice too that you brought up Angelina, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the only times to actually bring her up. Well, yeah, like Jackson and I were having a conversation before we recorded this saying, like, we need to talk about Angelina. <laughs> Who? Contractually, we need to talk yeah. about Angelina. Angel what? Angelina. Yeah. She's the one that said that the whore should be, you know, if you're a whore, you should be abused. Oh, yeah. that Just to remind you about that little sentiment that she said. Yeah. Well, we're going to abuse her now on this podcast, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next category is going to be the most violent moment of the first mm. season. Sam, do you want to start us off on that? Yes. Um, the most violent moment in my mind, first thing that comes to my mind, is not the first fight that Ronnie gets in, but the second fight where he sprints an entire city block to go punch some guy in the face so hard that he's just laying on the concrete with his ass in the air. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, it's a good moment. And as he prances away, screaming, one shot, one shot, one shot, with all this pride to just be shut down as soon as the police show up. Uh-huh. I agree. Well, and yeah, not to forget, he tried to evade the police, too. Yeah, he was trying. He was like, oh, just keep walking, just keep walking. If we walk together, I'll just I'll just blend in. They can't tell Guido's apart. Um, <laughs> uh, well, this one. Moron. This one has some artistic merit also. They okay. didn't do it on purpose, but there's a little bit of mystery because they don't actually show the hit. Oh, so you think it was like there was a sniper in a tower <laughs> that shot the guy, and then Ronnie was just framed? Uh-huh. Like, like, uh... Lee Hardy Oswald. Like, how did his punch curve, uh... Yeah, he had his, his, magic, his magic fist hit, hit the guy in three different spots in one hit. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think it's, uh... I think it's interesting how impactful that punch is, despite we don't actually see it. The impact of the punch on yeah. that man's face and on Ronnie's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very impactful. It's a negative impact in both situations, scenarios. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, Ronnie. That joke gonna... is never going to fucking die. No. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that Ronnie punched might have, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, th- that dude was out. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Sam, you were saying that, like, a punch to the head is something that could, like, actually kill somebody, right? Yeah, no, you can you can die from one concussive 
force to the brain. That's uh, wild. Yeah. Well, I a lot of the issue when those types of fights happen, not necessarily even the punch, it's when you fall to the ground and just bounce your skull on like the concrete. Uh, mm. Which the way he was laying, it looks like that happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think I think Ronnie sh- should have gotten more trouble for this one. Uh, oh, he yeah. he could have unless unless he punched the guy and then caught him in his arms like majestically and uh, laid him down and laid him down softly. I uh, <laughs> it it's almost attempted murder at that part. Well, point. that's how Ronnie uh, punches women. Mm-hmm. Uh, into that position. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean <laughs> who knows? But um, no, even the punch to even the nighty night. Um, even the punch to the head could have been enough to kill him, not even just him hitting the ground. So he could punch him in the head and then cradle him to the ground, but he might be dead by the time he gets there. Yeah. Depending yeah, on how, how hard he punched him and where he punched him. Ronnie had been uh every morning he does a hundred push ups, a hundred sit ups, and uh runs a hundred kilometers. it's five uh, K, I think. Five K. Yeah. Punches Sammy a hundred times. Yeah. And <laughs> In order, he could one punch any opponent. Yes, I haven't actually watched that show. Uh, I've seen an episode. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a punching bag called Sammy. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll call this Sammy. And your girlfriend's name Sammy? Maybe. Uh, maybe. This is the brand. He trains in like a butcher shop, punching like cow carcasses, but he puts like <laughs> lipstick on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole pig with lipstick on. Mm-hmm. So for my most violent moment, I'm going to take one that I think Jackson would probably have done, but I'm going to do it because I'm ahead of him. Okay. Uh, which was the Wow punch in Atlantic City. Yeah, that was a pretty good punch. Was that yeah. your Was that your choice? Uh, no. Okay. So the reason why I thought it would be yours is because you, I, I feel like you think Wow is very violent. I do think she is. Uh, I do. I do too. That's why I picked it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just on team. I'm on team Jenny. <laughs> I, I like her as a person, but yeah. I also think uh, she uh, should have had some sort of repercussions for that one and the other fight she did. Yeah, like there was there was nothing. No one cared about either of those, which amazes me. the The reason why this one sticks out so much is because she did it to someone that's like a main character in the show. Mm-hmm. I would have picked the other fight because the other fight was also pretty haggard. Like she went pretty nutso butso in that one too. Yeah, but this one is because you got to see the clean hit, and you, uh, you, you know the character, like you know the guy, like you know the situation, and mm-hmm. it's like it, it. I think it stuck in my mind more than any other fight that she'd been in in this season. Well, I would say because that was a really fucking good hit. It was that, a really like good that, hit. That that spinning backhand, like that was a good hit, and also Mike handled it like a champ, and it wasn't yeah. because the hit was like didn't have force behind it or something like that was a good hit and but mike also uh did a good job of like dealing with it as well like i'm surprised if i got fucking hit with that i'd be on the ground crying yeah Uh, me too (laughs) uh and he just kind of like held his teeth and uh yeah i mean he was making jokes about it probably like 30 seconds later so yeah i mean I'm surprised I, it didn't, like, dislocate his jaw. Here's yeah, the thing. It, when your head is shaped like a gourd, uh, it makes uh-huh. it very uh, resistant to high-impact forces. They, gotcha. You know, Sam, you're not wrong because you can use gourds to make instruments and stuff after. Have, have you ever punched uh, a squash or a pumpkin? 
Uh, I mean, no. have you? I mean, a Halloween kind of situations, <laughs> I guess. Punching jack lanterns and whatnot. I don't know. I, I I understand what you're saying though. It they if you punch like a pumpkin, you're gonna hurt your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason why the headless horseman was so effective, and it was uh-huh. because of his pumpkin head. Mm. Or the Green Goblin. <laughs> Does Mike have a stem coming out the top of his head, too? <laughs> if he had, like, a little, like, thought knot that he had on the top of his head, that'd be fantastic. Mike, you, your cowlick's popping up. Now you're my cowlick. Uh, Jackson, what was yours, then? Yeah, Since I didn't so, steal yours. No, no. So mine, actually, I'm going based off of numbers. Like, uh, this is very objective. Okay. Uh, the fight between Snooky and... Everyone else against the hippo and her grenade armies. Okay, because uh, that that uh, was like a war on that, that was, balcony. Yeah, they were holding back the hordes away from their house. They're they're yeah. holding the line, holding the gate. Uh, like Spartans and reminds me at the, ho- at the of, uh, reminds me of the two towers, uh, Lord of the Rings, the second movie, mm-hmm. uh, with the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yes, <sighs> someone was trying to get Helm's Deep. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get some helm, guys. <laughs> One e old blowy. I thought this was a good showcase of uh, there's multiple people involved holding each other back, and everyone. It, I don't know. It was like when you see a fight sometimes in cartoons, and it just like uh, they instead of showing the actual like movements of people, it's just like a bunch of like. Uh, squiggled lines in a circle mm. that moves around and like dust. Yes. That's what I felt like it was. Uh, like a it, tumbleweed? Like a tumble, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a, like, a, like a dust devil of, <laughs> of fists. Like pig pen from the peanuts. Slaps, yeah. It's uh-huh. like a bunch of pig pens fighting each other. <laughs> I don't know. I felt I would give that the most violent. And surprisingly, surprisingly, our most violent cast members weren't too involved in it like i think we mentioned that like Wow was just like sitting on the same porch like smoking or something like i don't think she actually no participated i think she just was verbal yeah i think uh i think it's kind of like when like they're in different weight classes oh yeah like yeah. Like, like uh like Wow and ronnie would be like the um like the i don't know ufc fighters there's a there's a female ufc fighter uh cyborg is what she <laughs> uh, calls herself <laughs> And uh, uh, I am Connor McGregor. Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember her real name, but her her ring name is <laughs> Cyborg. Okay, um, maybe her real first part. name is like Cy, and her last name is like Borg. Yeah. Oh, maybe. But I feel like they kind of are looking at the confrontation that's happening, and they're like, "Well, if I jumped in there, someone would die." So I'm just gonna watch. Yeah. They're just uh, kind of waiting for someone who could punch at their weight a little bit more. Got mm-hmm. it. That's probably uh, I would I would say that's responsible for them to not get involved. Ronnie yeah. was Ronnie was holding back one of them, but that was like his only involvement in it. And yeah, I didn't see Jay Wow do a thing. But uh, Snooky got punched again uh, during that fight as well, which is unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, I am surprised that none of us picked the Snooky punch. I mean, that was just, that was violence almost defined just because it was totally one way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, Snooki wasn't looking to start a fight, um, really. I mean, there was a verbal altercation, but mm-hmm. she wasn't about to, I don't think, put her hands on anybody, and that dude just clocked her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that well that man was just defending his drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That, that very weird man. 
Go back and watch the tape. They were his drinks. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. And uh, Mike uh, got the fuck out of there. Yeah, uh, to as go soon eat. as he could. Yeah. Um, did that ever like come to light that Mike was actually buying them drinks, or did he just keep yeah, that yeah. shit to In himself? The, they, they brought it up. Episode. Okay, he I'm just mentions sure. that. Yeah. Now doesn't make it right, but uh, technically, before the punch, uh, Snooky was in the wrong. Mm. I guess. But then when the punch happens, then I guess we have to say he was in the wrong. <laughs> there goes Jackson. Oh, he's a bad guy. Defending the abuser. Uh-huh. So our, our next category is going to be the most horny moment, horniest moment oh, to happen shit. in the first season. Uh-oh. Uh, Jackson, do you want to start us off on that? As the horniest one of us. Man. I take pills. <laughs> I Man, that's tricky. I, I would say potentially... Um, maybe when they were on the roof first catcalling just anyone for hours. Yeah. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, like they were not really that successful. They did eventually find some people, but I, I, I think it was in episode one or two. You mentioned it, Jared, that they got through an entire, uh, thing of double stuffed Oreos while they were like just on the roof. Yes. Cat, cat calling every single person they could find looking for anyone. I'll cat call at anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just had uh, their bodies pressed against the fence to hold their boners up. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that was that was pretty horny. But, I, I mean, they end up – that's pretty par for the course for their attempting to get some – get some uh, – Sliz. Sliz. Wizard uh, sleeve. Yeah. Uh, just made uh, me want to throw up a little bit. Gash. Uh-huh. <sighs> The, the the moist crater minge it's all nasty i'm not gonna mm. jump in on that one <laughs> i <laughs> so yeah i would say you could say i'm too horny yeah. i would say it's a little subtle they've probably done more horny things but what puts it over the line is like the time lapse okay so it's like it. it was a lot of horny kind of spread out over a piece of toast they're just yeah. cat calling out into the ether, hoping that someone appears. Uh huh. Man, I've uh, I've got a good one for this. All right, let's hear it. The horny moment, and it involves one of our favorite uh, special guest characters, Ryder. Oh uh-huh. fuck! <laughs> when fucking Ryder shows up, and her and Snooky paint the town red, as uh-huh. they would say, and end up back at the shore house in the hot tub. Pretty much. Well, I feel like any moment. Snooki is around people of the opposite sex is the horniest moment for her because mm. um, she's a very horny person, I feel. Yeah. But especially um, the hot tub scenario with her and Ryder making out. And then um, that got transferred to Mike for the first time, I believe, right? Yeah, that's the first time he's ever kissed a woman. Yeah, he's never... I think. Oh, yeah. Kiss the girl. <laughs> that f- <laughs> oh, because of all the crabs in the hot tub or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a crab, right? I don't know. <laughs> I Mike, think so. Well, if you were to take Mike's head yeah. and put it next to the Little Mermaid character Flounder, okay, yeah, I, I, you're I, say I feel like they're Sebastian. extremely similar. <laughs> you're not uh, wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, they're they're in the lobster pot. Yeah. I feel like uh, Polly D would be Sebastian mm-hmm. just because of how tan he is. I, uh, I, I like that comparison to Flounder. I think that's really good, Sam. Yeah, plus uh, Mike flounders a lot, so... Yeah, Yikes. there's a there's a there's another moment there. You need to do another round of snaps for Sam. Yeah, thank you. Here, I I, I would say uh, this is kind of snooky in the best case scenario for her, 
because mm. she's able to use her high school playbook, I think. She's able to uh, – she has Ryder with her. The squad's back, and they're pre-rehearsed. All right, uh, we're both going to try to get some uh, guy or whatever. We make out with each other, and then we move in formation towards them. Yeah. Like they're using – it's uh, it's they're, like they're, uh, they're using a sexual uh, orientation as a uh, as a crutch as a tool. So yeah. as a tool, it's, so, it's, so it's you're like saying that was a tactical kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's like when a bunch of dads are playing uh, two hand touch oh, uh, and they kiss. at like a work league <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the next yeah, thing yeah. I know, I was making out with Jim. Uh huh. <laughs> at the two hand touch league. <laughs> Honey, no, you I, sure have been going off to two-hand touch league a lot. <laughs> used to only be once a month. Now it's every other weekend. What's going on at the two-hand touch <laughs> Man, I was trying to hold my laughter back. Oh, my eyes almost popped out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I... What, I had a point, but it's fine. <laughs> Oh, like they're using their JV uh, uh, playbook <laughs> yeah. back back when they were boys, but now they're able to use it later in life, like shoehorning it in. That's what I feel like is happening here. Okay. Oh <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, my my moment I was gonna pick for horniest was um I re- I had a one I think. Originally, I was going to pick when Melissa showed up uh, because oh. Vinny was, like, rubbing his butt on everything. Oh, uh, yeah. But like a, like a cat. He was just spraying everything in the house. Well, so I went for another, like, spraying, and that was when the gorillas, the gorilla juice had showed up on the beach, and Wow was going fucking nuts. Oh, she oh, was yeah. so she fucking was, horny in that. She was just yeah. pacing. Yeah, like, that was, I. she had to, like, walk it off. And that, I was like, that's the horniest I've ever seen someone. Uh-huh. She was, uh, she, I don't know, that was, that's one of my favorite moments, uh, from the show as far as like silly stuff goes, I guess, or like funny. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's, it's always nice to when we can, uh, get our name into it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was so aggressive about it. She's like, the juice heads have come. Uh, the juice heads, there's so many of them. I wish Tom was dead. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, rapture. It's the rapture of the juice heads. Yeah, they're they're here to take me to juice head heaven. Yeah, they're taking me to heaven. Everyone, all the non-juice heads died except for Jay Wow. She's stranded on a beach with a bunch of gorillas and juice heads. One at a time, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like these horny moments like rival, um, like National Lampoon movies, like level horniness. Uh huh. Those are some horny. I would say if okay, so hornier series: American Pie or National Lampoon. And I'm talking every National Lampoon movie, not just creepy ass Chevy Chase trying to have sex with an underage girl. Uh, I would say American Pie is hornier than National Lampoon. I I think that you're probably right, but I do. There are some National Lampoon movies that we've probably never seen. Well, yeah, because they make a new one like every five seconds. Yeah, they just slap the National Lampoon title onto some bullshit movie. Yeah, it's just a money laundering scheme for somebody. <laughs> I mean, so are the American Pie movies. Those are fucking laundering. Like the later spinoffs, the, yeah, the Stifler Chronicles. I guess <laughs> we all watched all eight of them together, right? Uh, well, we didn't actually watch all the mainline ones. We watched oh, one, we watched and then we watched stuff. like the the 
the band camp and like uh, the, the book of love so much. There's a uh, lot more of them. Yeah. Well, we've seen all the spinoffs. We've seen book of love, uh, band tongue camp, tornado, tongue tornado, <laughs> <laughs> the stifler twistler. <laughs> Vinny kind of looks like Jason Biggs to me. I think he was fucking one of his mom's pies at that dinner. <laughs> Where'd Vinny go? Oh, I made him a special pie. Vinny walks into the room with a like you see the pie tin covering his his crotch. Yeah, uh-huh. what's all that red down there, Vinny? Don't I worry wish, about it. <laughs> I wish his dad was fucking Eugene Levy so he could be on this show all the time. Man, oh that'd God. be great. I thought it was a pie, but it was really a lasagna. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so our next category is going to be the most creepy moment. Uh-huh. In the first season of Jersey Source. So, are we defining creepy as the definition that Ronnie gives, or are we talking about like our own, like the real people definition of creepy, which is like scary? We're doing the Ronnie definition, I okay. guess. Okay. Because I've got one for each, I guess. I, I, but we're not going to do one for each. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Sam, or I guess, dude, should I start? I'll start. Okay. Oh. Sam Jackson really wants to start. Okay. Oh. All right. The little brother syndrome. Yeah. It's my turn to get creepy. <laughs> uh-huh. I may be younger than you in age, but I'm a higher level than you in every video game ever made. That makes me the... Uh... <laughs> uh, but I would say the most creepy, as in like creeping on someone, yeah. would be like the strongest creep vibes are from... Uh... Man, I have two. Uh, got to pick one. Okay, I'm doing. Uh, so I'm doing after Snooky got punched in the face, mm. uh, and like she's crying on the bathroom floor, and then like the cops come and everyone's like concerned for her. Uh, Mike is standing outside, still inviting a girl to come sleep with him at home, and okay. like and like on his knees, like begging her. Just that's like, really that's a good one. Like, <laughs> you want to exchange numbers or like how do you want to do this? Bring condoms with you, the small ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I like that was like the extent that he went there to uh, ignore his friends to still try to get laid. Uh, that's a, that's a real uh, that's a real uh, creep show moment. Mike made sure to preface. He's like, if, and I swear to fucking god, if I see Chris <laughs> Hansen again, uh-huh. we're gonna have problems. It's not going to end up like the last time. Hey, uh, uh, but seriously, though, Chris Hansen, if you're listening, uh, shoot us an email because I do want to get in touch. You're doing God's work, Chris. Yeah, seriously, you're one of my biggest yeah. heroes. I don't care if you have a uh, if you steal money from people. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I OK, so I'm going to I'm going to sidestep on what Jackson said, because I my creepy moment involves Mike as well. OK, and uh, it could also potentially maybe be a horny moment. But oh. it is any time that Mike brings up him getting with Sammy first. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he keeps creeping on her after her and Ronnie are together. And Ronnie has to, like, put his fingers underneath his nose and say, do you smell that? Like, that's that's what you could have had. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, But Mike is like, he doesn't drop it. He keeps going with it. He, he, he tries so hard to creep on Sammy after Ronnie and her hook up. And so... For reference, I'm pretty sure uh, Mike holds hands with Sammy in episode two, and yes. that's like the the last time that they showed affection to each other. No, they kissed in the next episode. 
uh, I think that was at the end of the episode two, and maybe it was. The, and then uh, she starts uh, having feelings for Ronnie in three, I think. But uh, he brings it up at like episode eight. Yeah, he but he's in like an intervention, and he <laughs> starts bringing it up in front of everybody, and it's like, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sad moments. I feel like sad and creepy are like just two degrees apart. Uh-huh. Well, it, it has its like, you know, there are layers to being like a creep, you know? Yeah. Uh, specifically based off of the definition that the show provided. Mm. No, I agree with you, Jared. Uh, it's uh, man, why does he keep doing it? You think you would have some sort know. of self-awareness. It's one of those things where it's like if I was sitting in the corner playing my PSP and I heard Mike doing it, <laughs> I'd be like, Mike, please. I'd be like, hey, dude, why don't you come over here and check out? My Wrathless armor I just got, Monster Hunter 2. And then I could be like, hey, dude, I need to talk to you about this. This is really sad. <laughs> Please, let me help you. Yeah, let me help you. And he's like, but you're in the corner playing your PSP the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, listen. This is how I keep from people figuring out how creepy I am. Yeah, <laughs> by being really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> creepy in a It's different like a Freudian way. thing. <laughs> yeah, I keep that creep contained. Sam, what's your what's your creepiest well, I feel like I'm going to I'm going to keep following kind of the the track that I laid in my in my last moment mm. um bringing in for horny bringing in a a side character. Okay. Um my favorite Guido vampire Dimitrios. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I feel like he is the definition of <laughs> creepy. That that follows both definitions. That's uh like horny, yeah. but also like he is looks like a like a monster. Yeah. Like if I opened my closet and saw him standing in there, I would probably jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that uh there's like a like a spin-off of like the vampire the masquerade game. Uh. but it takes place <laughs> in like the Jersey Shore, it, like takes place on uh the the boardwalk pier. Mm-hmm. And uh, Demetrios is just a uh, Guido vampire. Mm-hmm. And it's like instead of a tanning bed, because you can't, you know, you can't do that, I guess, when you're. Can you be in a tanning bed when you're a vampire? Yeah, that's the only way you can Ooh. get a tan because it's okay. not actual sunlight. Yeah, unless it's like, you know, the flashlights they use in Blade and it just cooks you. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like if it's like is vitamin D the reason why vampires can't go into the sun? Or is I it think like so. specifically UV light? I, I don't know all the lore or the science behind these made up creatures. Well, so here's the thing. I, I think we need to create our own lore in this instance. I don't know if there's existing like uh, like historical texts on uh, specifically Guido vampires. I mean, Transylvania isn't that far away from Italy. That's true. I mean, compared to the United States, at least. Well, in between Italy and Romania are the famous garlic uh, orchards. Oh, yeah. That, that that used to be a safe haven. It was a spiritual fence uh-huh. that blocked the vampires from entering the, <laughs> the peninsula. The Italian culture has been protected from the, the vampire scourge from all their garlic bread. Yes. I, I have a cross made of garlic bread. Uh-huh. <laughs> Demetrios, <laughs> come no further. <laughs> I feel like if uh, if Demetrios was a pasta dish, he would be like fettuccine Nosferatu. Okay, uh-huh. Nosferatu does sound very Italian. Is it? <laughs> uh, no, I think he's. I don't. Is it German? I, I Who directed it's it? It's a German I'm film. I'm pretty I sure Nosferatu okay. was a German film. Yeah. Yeah. But man, those Germans always up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> mm. But I love Demetrios's 
trench coat that helped him conceal possibly many hypodermic needles. Yeah, <laughs> he had a needle out when we first saw him. I mean, at least it looked like one. I don't know what else that could have been. He's like, Snooky, come to me. Yeah, <laughs> had a blue liquid in it. Uh huh. I must fill you with my essence. I mean, Snooky does look like one of uh, Dracula's like, uh, uh, like lovers, like yeah. in in. Uh, in that Bram Stroke, uh, Bram, uh, Stroganoff's Dracula, was it called? Uh, yeah, Bram Stroganoff's Dracula. B- Big Bam Bigelow's Dracula. Uh-huh. Yeah. Deuce Bigelow's, uh, American <laughs> Romanian <Demetrios>. Gigolo. <laughs> Wait, they made a Deuce Bigelow movie in Europe, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was like, it was called like My Tiny Penis or something. Uh-huh. The yeah. Leaning Tower of Penis. <laughs> I remember the cover at that movie theater we used to sneak in. <laughs> uh, what's it called? The North Glen? <laughs> I'm sure the statute of limitations is up on that. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is up when the movie's done. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't kick me out. I'm not done taking pictures of the screen yet. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Jackson's wearing a Nazi uniform. I got to get a picture of this. <laughs> oh, man. Primitive memes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Proto memes. So we've all done creepiest, I think. I don't know. I was yeah. kind of tuning out uh, until it's my time <laughs> to talk. But uh, so we're going to move into the next category, which is most despicable. Okay. Despicable me. So feel free to, if you have any minion talk as well. Yeah. yeah. Little little orange minions. <laughs> no. So th- this category is uh, the moments that... Uh, we personally felt more disgusted with what the cast members were doing. Not necessarily whether it was gross or whatever, just like on a moral level, uh, mm-hmm. we think that they are bad people. And um, whatever these moments exemplify that. I can think. I go first? Yes. Okay, so mine is going to be when Angelina said that whores deserve to be abused. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what uh, I there. That that I felt I tasted like iodine in the back of my throat, like I was going under for surgery when she said that. I was so fucking mad. Why does my room smell like a hospital? <laughs> this is not good. Uh, there's like a red line on Jared starting at his toes, and you see it just going up to the top of his head. Yeah, and then the little like uh, whistle pops out of my ear and blows. I hated that moment though. It made me. Uh, I think the first time around watching the show, I disliked Angelina, but seeing it again uh, really just cemented the fact that she is the most despicable person on the show. So the content of what she said was bad, but she also said it with such like uh, like anger, yeah, also like, in her tone, very aggressive. I oh boy, it was like uh, it, it was almost like it, it something had happened to her that made her say it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's kind of like an Indigo Montoya scene from, like, Princess Bride. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> she pulls out her sword and just starts slashing at hoes. Yeah, it was the six-fingered um, slut really fucked up her life, <laughs> and so she's trying to get back at him. Well, you got to remember, she's the six-fingered slut that was dating that married man, so. <laughs> well, the man's the slut oh, <laughs> in yeah. that position. If we're getting technical, Webster, Merriam-Webster defines it, you know, <laughs> in a different way, I guess. Merriam-Webster. I, I historical slut yes i really did i i i couldn't i it was it was nasty it, it was one of those things where after she said it, it's like you have to take a shower mm-hmm. yeah it was bad i think you did you're like hey can we pause this yeah 
And I went and I scrubbed with a Brillo pad just all over my body. <laughs> he, uh-huh. he wasn't even, he was sitting down in the shower. Yeah. Just like rocking back and forth. That's not just because I have a chair in my shower because I, I'm too lazy <laughs> to stand up, but. That's a good idea. I picked this up at the medical supply store. Yeah. <laughs> now I can play video games in the shower. Uh-huh. He's yeah. got his, you got your Switch in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, my Switch, I, yep. You ever? I just, I just uh, screen share from my PS4 to my Vita while I'm taking a shower. Uh, real talk, do you guys ever, uh, when you're in the shower, it's like, you know what, I've had a big day. I'm going to sit down. And just cry? <laughs> uh-huh. No, you just take a little bit, like maybe like five or so more minutes than you typically would. You just kind of sit down. You're just like, oh, nice. Uh, like in your clothes? Yeah, the bottom of the tub's really cold. Uh, no. Okay. With the, uh, I'm not even saying taking a bath, just with the shower on. You just kind of sit down. You're like, oh, I could stretch out a bit. How big's your bathtub? You're like 6'6". Six, <laughs> six. Yeah. Well, the way I stretch out is I go more so on my back, and then I fully extend my legs. So just I'm, straight I'm like, up in the air? Yeah. You hold your ankles behind your back and then lay down? Mm-hmm. I've set down my yoga mat inside my tub. Oh, okay. I'm uh, more shocked that you have a yoga mat than you do this mm-hmm. weird ritual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shower rituals. Uh-huh. What what side? Uh, who else is a? Dis- I mean, you both have to have a despicable moment, but uh, you want to go, Sam? Yeah, I can go. Um, don't steal mine though, because well, I don't have. There's an plenty of despicable moments to go <laughs> yeah, around, I, boys. I, 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 I don't think that uh, we're gonna run out of them. Yeah. Um, hmm. despicable moment. I definitely think that the way uh, Pauly D treated his Israeli girlfriend. Oh. Okay. Are you saying inside the show or what we know about what happens outside of the show? Well, now that I know about it outside the show, I can't really ignore that. I agree. So I feel like the a combination of Polly D and the producers really kind of screwed that person over. Yeah, poor Danielle. You, Danielle. you yeah, just got to put like a, like a piece of tape in between, like line out your brain and just like, here's show, plot line, here's real life pop, plot line. Yeah, how else are you going to enjoy Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey, Sam? Uh-huh. Uh, L.A. Confidential is a really good movie, and Kevin Spacey, uh, Ron doing is not going to change that for me. <laughs> All right? That's a really fucking good movie. Well, I mean, the good news is is that I hadn't seen it before, and I probably won't watch it now uh-huh. because he's involved in it. So that's just going to have to be like a time capsule that exists in your brain. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a cut without him in it. It's just uh, Guy Pierce and Russell Crowe. I've been working on Man. that super cut of the first Pirates movie without Jack Sparrow, so <laughs> <laughs> to make that movie enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Well, if I'm going to stick to just most despicable moments um, within I, the show. I, Sam, I think yours qualifies, no, you but if you want to do another one, no, that's no, fine. I, could, I, I mean, we, we, got, we got a lot to go around, guys. Like, it's fine. Okay. Um, another despicable moment that isn't, like, that is just what you see in the show without uh-huh. any kind of external knowledge um, from outside the show about it would be um, Mike hitting on underage girls at the beach and not caring about how old they are. That's a good moment for despicableness. Yeah. Yeah. That made my skin crawl. He didn't even want it. Like, oh man, he had questions and he's like, no, I'm not even approaching it. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone else in the house is like, have you asked that girl how old she is? And he's like, no, and I'm not going to. And I'm like, Uh what? Like, 
if it's even a uh, like a question that comes into your mind, that is a red flag. Absolutely, especially his response to it was real foul. Yeah, that uh, that uh, that definitely made me kind of sick to my stomach. Well, I mean, this isn't like the like the worst part of any of these seasons. So hopefully that gets you your stomach churning for the next two oh, or still, however many. We're still <laughs> clicking to the top of this big drop roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Man. Click, 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 click. My kids on an underage girl. Click, 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 click. D ruins a lady's life. Click, 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 click. Where are we going? Oh, my harness is loose. Yeah. My seatbelt's not on. It also kind of like to go along with the roller coaster thing. It reminds me of in the original Willy Wonka where they get in the boat. Oh, the tunnel scene? Yeah, and it kind of it starts off a little weird, and then it just gets weirder and weirder and more psychedelic and more terrifying as Gene Wilder is screaming at these poor people. That would be that would have fit really well in our horny category, I think. True. The boat scene? Yes. That was supposed to be horny. I don't know. Wait, you get horny during that part of the movie? I'm not saying I, like, don't. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of parts that make Jared horny in that movie. <laughs> the, the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> The, the giant golden eggs. All I'm saying is, is that I wouldn't, it would be fine, maybe kind of fun to get sucked up that chocolate tube. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I, you inflated to a big size and they had to squeeze all the juice. Out of Jared, you. Jared's like, please take me to the oh, stretching man. room. I'm, all it's I'm saying like, is that I think Roald Dahl was just writing his fetishes down in a book. Put, put uh, me in the taffy puller, Mr. Wonka. <laughs> just a bunch of kids flowing around your chocolate factory like burping and farting is this fetish <laughs> <laughs> what's your despicable moment jackson so mine would be uh when ronnie uh was pinning sammy down on the roof after he uh pushed her and got in that fight uh and like she was like try to move away from him and he would put both arms like on the railing on the roof like locking her in so she can't like leave mm. and he kept like following around doing that until eventually she got into a chair and meanwhile i think wasn't snooki there and she's like i should probably leave yeah like, snooki like, abandoned her. <laughs> like yeah. snooki's like i should probably leave you too to uh i don't want to be a witness uh i don't have time for that She's sitting in a in a lawn chair, and Ronnie picks up another lawn chair and puts it on top of her, and then sits on that lawn chair. Uh huh. <laughs> He's like, "You don't fucking move." Uh huh. Was that black eye, Ronnie? Like punished, Ronnie? Yeah, punished. Uh, he had a black eye. He was, uh, yeah, he, he had, had like black, his uh, black eye skin on. Uh huh. He he had uh like a uh, like peas or something on like a bag of frozen goods on his head. Mm. Uh, you can see the eyeliner rubbing off on the bag of peas every time he reapplies it. <laughs> yeah. Same Wait, I would. S- we'll make this look worse than it is. I would say he does this m- more than one time in-, in the show, like this maneuver where he will try to. Uh, he's almost. It's like he's a boxer and he's trying to put Sammy in the corner, uh, like in a like a Rocky movie, and uh. So they have nowhere to go. That's how sure. Apollo Creed died. <laughs> yeah. You know? You got to be True. careful about that. Uh, Don't get punched in the head by a giant Russian who's not Russian. Uh-huh. The Italian stallion, uh, Ronnie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I it's 
there's something about uh, the visual when when you see someone getting abused or like domestic abuse or whatever, but you can also actually see the physical movements that are intentional to stop them from moving away from the simu- uh the almost said the simulation. Oh, so, man. Uh, oh man, the fucking Joe Rogan's been getting to me, man. <laughs> no, uh, Alex no, Jones the, is plugged <laughs> into my brain. Uh huh. No, like when, <laughs> when she's trying to get away uh, from him, and he's just like blocking her in to places. Man, that I want to like climb in through my TV set and like uh, hit him with a wrench or something. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> like, need, you're gonna need a, a a tool to take him out. Yeah. Because I don't know if any of our punches would do anything to him. Just piss him off. It'd probably make us hurt more than we'd be hurting him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, I I, yeah. I can't take it. Just and make, I make sure you aim for the soft spot on his skull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that never filled in. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling it's only gonna get worse. Uh, uh his uh, br- brutality. I guess I don't yeah. know. The seatbelts on this roller coaster are just Ronnie's arms. Uh, there's been people in this show that have done bad things, and then I can later somewhat forgive them because they also have redeeming qualities. Okay. Uh, I am going to flat out on the record say there's nothing redeeming about Ronnie. He is a bad person. I uh, am going to go ahead and second that and say that I will also go on record and say that there is nothing that Ronnie does in any episode that will redeem him as a person. Yeah, like... I don't know. And there's probably some Ronnie defenders as well that are like, hey, well, I mean, he oh, there does, are <laughs> he does this or he does that. But like, I don't like he's done so much heinous shit on camera that we've seen, <laughs> not counting the stuff that he has. He's done off camera that yeah. who knows. But uh, I don't know. Like he's he's like it's it's like the term like he's dead to me, I guess. Like there's no there's no reviving like me being pro Ronnie under any circumstance yeah well welcome to the ronnie defense force online chat room uh-huh we are technically listed as a terrorist organization <laughs> my name is nick beard uh-huh i don't know so that's my rant ronnie if you're listening to this uh like i don't want you to think i'm bullying you or whatever i just think you're a bad person okay but i'm gonna leave it as that i guess we're still gonna make fun of you uh but yeah i don't know Man, you make me so mad. Ronnie. That's good. I think that's it's you know, it's good when your anger turns to hate. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I'm going to go back to episode 1 on this a little bit. Um I have Ronnie proofed my house. I don't think Jackson has Ronnie proofed his apartment. No. So, and also I feel like Jackson's in a lot closer proximity, like as his location in the country is probably closer to wherever Ronnie lives. So, mm, that's true. Man, it's almost like you're trying to convince him to come get me. Man, <laughs> man, Ronnie you got to get some – you need to put packets of Ron Ron juice out. Mm-hmm. Bus to his, his location wouldn't cost that much, would it? Man, I hope he just doesn't try to beat me up, though. That's all <laughs> I wish for. Because he can, and he knows he can. So, like, in my mind, why'd he even do it? <laughs> so – Do you think he could outrun him? How fast do no. you think Ronnie is? He's – Sam, I am uh, – I, I recently BMI, like, my BMI – I got uh, down from obese to overweight, so I feel pretty good about that. Oh, that's great. That's good. That's, yeah. that's good. That's by, good by, point, by point one. So, who? I better keep that off. Well, your, <laughs> but, uh, your, 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 your BBR, your beat by Ronnie score is going to go through the fucking roof. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. 
kill death ratio, Jackson's not looking too good. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just had three ice cream sandwiches before recording. So <laughs> Jackson wakes up in the gulag and it's just Ronnie in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. So our our last category before we crown the most the M- MVG most valuable Guido or Guidette uh-huh. is the most surprising moment in the first season of the Jersey Shore. And I think that this is going to be drastically all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Sam, it sounds like me. you want to start. Well, everything was a big surprise. Okay. Uh, That's a huge cop out of an answer. Well, no, I understand that, but I feel like my surprising moments just kept like one upping, like each moment kept one upping and one upping and one upping. Okay. Um, I'd say my first big, like, jaw-dropping, surprising moment would honestly be when Snooki got punched in the face by that drunk guy. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. I knew that there was going to be violence in the show. I did not know that the public was going to be getting in on some of that violence with them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you thought it would all be contained in the house? Well, I thought it would either be cast members or uh, members of the show hurting people in the public but not the other way around and i definitely did not think that snooki was going to be as involved with the violence as she ended up being yeah i understand so yeah when that guy uh just hauled off and punched her in the jaw really really hard that was very surprising to me because i don't know i don't think i've ever been on a bar where where a fight or something like that had really happened sure like i, I haven't seen that like most of the time if i'm out it's a pretty happy-go-lucky time yeah i couldn't even imagine being a bystander and seeing that happen I the only time I've ever been in a place where there's been like a fight that has happened has been at a concert, mm-hmm. and I was like like a, a just adjacent of that, and that's not like including like any time that we've all went to a show together and there's been like a mosh pit or something. Yeah, like when we went to like Andrew WK or something like that wasn't like, but like it, when you when it was like at a show that I was at just here that was like a local person and there was just a fight that broke out for like no reason. Oh. Is that a cool venue though? It's at it's the at the one that has uh the bowling alley in it. What's that called? Uh Bryant Lake Bowl. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Check that next time next you guys time. come up here we can go to it. It's uh I'm sure there's a show there that we'll want to see. Yeah. Next time I visit old Minnesota land. Yeah. If all your shows don't get canceled. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen an actual fight, I don't think. Well, I've seen like people in high school fight, but I don't really count because that was like pre planned. Like, oh, they're gonna go fight at the like in this field, uh, everyone come see it. So it was more like a, like a promoted boxing match, I guess. But okay. the, the closest thing to a fight in public I think I've seen is uh, a dad having his son in a headlock in a parking lot spanking his bare ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, was that in, was that in was that in the homeland or was that in Florida? That was in that was in Kansas City. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> oh my god. That's, that sounds like a Florida story. Well, if we're talking public fights, then I thought you meant like a fight that you had like you were kind of like adjacent to. Because I've def I, I told you guys I watched a bunch of high school or middle school kids beat the shit out of one guy at a Target like a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. Man. That's terrifying. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, w- fights in the wild. I have not really seen really anything that I could think of off offhand. Man. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that Sam, you and I were like downtown Kansas City one time when we watched a fight from somewhere. I mean, I mean, I'm sure we, I'm sure we've seen one at some yeah. point. Um, I'm just trying to think of ones that like you would have been or we would have been up close and personal with. Yeah, like just in the direct vicinity of us, you know. Um, man, that spanking story definitely sounded like a Florida story. I guess Missouri's starting to step its game up. 
the son or whatever in that case. He wasn't like really a little kid either. He was probably yeah, he was like, like thirty. <laughs> no, he he looked like he might have been like a freshman in high school, maybe. Oh, like, okay. Oh man, it's probably uh, someone that we knew. <laughs> maybe depending on when it happened, I guess. Yeah. So that that That's was rough. Fun. A bare ass spanking in public is about as rough as it gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're in, unless you're in, unless you're into one of those. Yeah, uh-huh. I was to say unless you have like a zipper on your mask. <laughs> so my surprising moment is coming from the perspective of someone that's already seen this show. Uh-huh. Uh, but my most surprising moment was finding out that they're getting paid to work at the shore store. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I, I didn't know that. Uh, and the first time we watched it, I think that Jackson and I just were kind of under the assumption that they just worked there to uh, get rent or like to to pay for, I guess like their their labor was in turn what allowed them to stay. Like they weren't getting paid for it. There was no financial exchange. Yeah. But then uh, rewatching it and then hearing that they actually were getting paid and like actually remembering and like hearing it and like having it register, I was like, that's a really big surprise. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, so they're making money on top of free rent. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. At that point, it kind of almost feels like they're children getting an allowance for doing just the most basic chores. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're getting paid like a lump sum for being on the show also just in general or like a percentage or whatever. So they're getting technically they're getting rent. They're getting like an hourly and then they're getting paid to actually be on the show. You yeah. Know, they, they have to get their lump. Yeah. A lot of the ways that those work is I think it's per episode. So, for instance, Angelina would have only been paid for three episodes. Yeah. So it might have been like $5,000 an episode. How does uh, how does syndication work? I just thought about that. Like, are they still making money off of people watching the show on Hulu and stuff like I that? I doubt it. I bet Maybe. MTV is, but I doubt that, like, Snooki makes a cut of that. Well, I would say uh, maybe not for season one, uh, but I bet you they went to the negotiating tables on the later seasons yeah. uh, to get them back. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, my lawyer says that if you want any more of this hot Guido action, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, that was my that was my biggest moment. Uh, that was, I think, the big the biggest shock as far as like surprise goes, minus like the fights and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when when they said, "Yeah, we're, oh, I I'm not I didn't get paid today," and I was like, "Wait, what? I, uh, you get paid?" Going back to the negotiating table talk, um, I'm imagining Ronnie is trying to negotiate immunity from all crimes into his contract, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like they're they're, with the, they're with in the charge local of that. government, like the diplomatic immunity and lethal weapon. Yeah. Um, which I mean, Ronnie is kind of like a lethal weapon. Yeah. Um. He's just holding up his papers. He's, they give him a badge. They're like, hey, pull out this badge. It's like a, a badge with like a tiny Italian flag on it. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a goodwill ambassador to the Guido Nation. Uh-huh. Um, I cannot be arrested for any crimes I commit. Last season, my contract said we would forgive three uh, criminal offenses. I only committed two, so I'd like to accrue the last one for this season yeah, and have I, four. Can, can I roll over my get-out-of-jail-free cards? Um, to the, to the next season, they are like literally giving him cards from Monopoly. <laughs> Make it simple for me. Yeah, I I just hand this to the coppa, and then I get out of jail in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say my most surprising moment. I uh, I'm not saying this completely genuinely, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> would would be uh when uh Vinny started hitting on the boss's girl. 
you know, oh, that, wow. uh, that producer plot line they threw in there. Um, but I would say I would, I would put it on this list just for the moment of uh, when they did like the flashback and it cuts to Danny standing in the background as they're making out looking like a deer uh, <laughs> in front of headlights. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a very strong surprise moment. I was not expecting him to be in the background of those scenes. It's kind of like when uh, you're watching like a, like a horror movie and there's a little ghost like throughout the film in the background. Uh, you that notice you, it on the first yeah, watch. That mm. you pay attention, you could see uh, it's like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a something hiding behind that tree. That's like uh, when they, like Danny was in the background, like fucking just like shooting lasers at Vinny with his <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, then when they pointed it out, that was a that was a biggie. The actual plot line itself was uh, like. Not genuine at all, I don't think. But uh, I don't know. The Danny reveal was a. It was, was pretty a, fun. Was, was yeah, that, primo. And, and the other thing is, that's the only way that Vinny can get girls is when the producers push them on him for a plot line. Uh huh. Yeah, because I mean, nothing really happened with that. Like Danny was like, "Hey, uh, how soon can you get your shit out of my house?" And then as soon as that conversation ended, never brought up again. Yeah. Never ever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Danny said, like, oh, the next girl I'm going to bring home is going to have chlamydia. Ha ha. Uh, so I'll when you him. fuck her, Vinny, you'll you'll have chlamydia along with me, I guess. <laughs> Man, is Danny the chosen one? Is he the one that's worse at pranks than Vinny? I guess. I don't know. I don't think. Surprise, chlamydia. Is that even a prank or is that assault? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like biological warfare at that point. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure if you knowingly give someone something like that, that is a criminal charge. Yeah, like it's if a you're felony. doing it on purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, Danny may uh, have to start selling prison uniforms rather than <laughs> T-shirts. Start like selling a, like, commissary. <laughs> like uh, embroidered uh, prison uniforms in the mess hall. Like. <laughs> I'd rather be sucking dick than sitting here with you guys. Uh-huh. Can you make the back of this uh, this uniform say Jimbo's bitch? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. I made it out of, uh, like, spare cherry pits. Cherry, yeah, I made cherry, I ground up cherry pits into dye, and I had to mix it with my sperm. As soon as Danny hands the uniform to Jimbo, Jimbo just hands it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm changing my answer. My favorite surprise is the one you just fucking threw at me, Sam. <laughs> that was good. That was great. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we, we've all had our most surprising. So I guess we'll yes. move into our most prestigious award uh, in some circles, I guess. It could be viewed as. Yeah, uh, in our circle of us three. Yes. Most valuable Guido slash Guidette. M- the MVG. 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 So I, th- I think to start this, maybe we should eliminate the ones that we don't think should be like in- eligible. Even, even thought about. So Vinny's yeah. out. Let's go Vinny's ahead and out, start with uh, this one. Angelina. Angelina. Yeah. Angelina's out. So Vinny um, and Angelina are both out. Yeah. Okay. So okay. now it narrows it down to six. And then out of the six remaining, so what's that's Mike, I don't want to give an award to Ronnie if that's fine. No, he shouldn't benefit from what he does. I mean, he's not valuable in any way. So. No, and he's definitely not the most, unless it's violent. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can save that award for next time. Yeah. So <laughs> So we've we've narrowed it down to three. As far as like I think that like, like one thing that we have to look Wait, at is how do we get what's to three? That? Yeah. How do we get to three? We only knocked out Vinny, Angelina and uh, and Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. I think that we should look at it as maybe like so oh, I think okay. Paulie should be in the top three because he is he I think he meets the criteria. Gotcha. What about Mike? I think I think definitely Mike should be in consideration. At least he's okay. uh, the driving force of the show. Well, I think we're all kind of overlooking uh, Snooky. Okay, I think those three in my mind would stand out as the top three. Yeah, I think Jay Wow is uh, like awesome, but yeah. uh, this season in particular, she doesn't do much. No, I uh, she's yeah. gonna get much more prominent in uh, as it goes on. Yes. If she would have been more visible and didn't do the Vinny disappearing act about mm-hmm. midway through the season, um, I think that, or towards the tail end of the season, I feel like uh-huh. she would have been in contention. But I agree. And and the only, and I love Sammy. Love Sammy to death. But I if she hadn't, if, if she would have been out partying and stuff at night instead of hanging out at the bar or staying home, I think mm-hmm. she could have easily been in the top three. Yeah, just yeah. getting on to Ronnie for wanting to dance on a yacht. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was like that kind of was like well that's what what would a Guido do? Yeah. They would go dance on the yacht, right? Hey Sammy, quit being such a potty pooper. That was a really good German accent, Sam. That, that kind of got a little Terminator. <laughs> potty pooper. So we've got our top three, which is Snooky, Polly D, and Mike. Yeah. Which one of out of those three immediately draws a weakness to you? Do you think? Uh, Polly. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so now we're at Snooky and Situation. Mm-hmm. I like Polly. He fits the aesthetic, but I feel like his c- contributions to the overall story, and at least in season one, uh, kind of tapered off. He's not driving it enough, I don't no. think. He has I his agree. own separate segments, but it's not like, I don't know. I think Snooky and Mike are pushing the show forward. I agree. They're definitely main character status. Mm-hmm. Now, and also, I think that maybe the reason why you don't want to award it to Pauly D is because this is the last season and the first season where you can actually enjoy him as a person before he becomes the most annoying fucking person. That's why I kind of want to give him like an honorable mention or something, but because he's not going to get a chance later. No. <laughs> uh, once he becomes like a catch frame meme man, yeah. uh, I don't know. I still so, like him, but uh, yeah. Well, thanks for killing all my hope for him, guys. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I don't know. He turns into like a cringe lord later. Yeah. If you guys remember, in my in the very first episode, I kind of picked him as my favorite. Well, I mean, he might still be Sam. Yeah, and you could build your own opinions on him. Like, yeah, uh, I, I that's get, just. I, I get that, but man, that just really bums. Turns me into out. a Fortnite skin. Uh-huh. I mean, he was kind of born that way. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I have my own number one personal pick, but well, I, we we are I, a you democracy. Guys why don't we all say our number one personal pick at the same time? You want to do a countdown? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay, Sam, do you, you do the countdown? What do you, do we go on go or what? No. So we're gonna go three, two, one, and then say the name. And either okay. say Mike or Snooky. Correct. Yes. Okay. 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 Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we got a little drum roll. Fuck, I'm so scared. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Snooky. Snooky. Oh. Okay. All right. We got, we got some division. Well, 
And I said Snooky, Jackson said Mike, and then Sam, you said both of the names at the same time. No. <laughs> uh, I said Snooky. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm the, the tonight's biggest loser. <laughs> now, I think that for as far as reasoning goes, for the reason why I chose Snooky mm-hmm. is because I think she demonstrates the core principles of being a guidette. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has the attitude, the style, the yep. dance moves. Uh, she hits on dudes relentlessly yeah and she's also full of relentless energy her energy yes. never really drops except when she gets a little sad but even then she's still high energy, energy sadness yeah i uh i agree with you there the the reason i mean i realize that my opinion doesn't matter anymore because of democracy but my <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how democracy works yeah. <laughs> my reasoning for mike is Every plot line in the show has a Mike connection in it somehow. It's either conflicts that are caused by Mike meddling or uh, it is uh, ones that Mike has directly thrown himself into. Okay. Uh, Snooky did a really good job of like corralling, uh, kind of becoming like everyone's little sister. Mm. Uh, but when Mike says he at, in the final episode when he said like, yeah, I led the house. Uh, I don't disagree with him. I think he's uh, uh, really full of himself, but I think he was uh, like the season was a horse and he was just like pulling it around. Well, okay. When he said that he led the house too, I definitely thought he was full of himself. And I'm like, all right, he, he wants to have the final word to make him seem like he led the house. I don't think he did as much as he thinks he did. Mm. Um, he was definitely involved, but when I look at the overall arc, with Snooky, we've got someone who was threatening to leave at the very beginning of the show and then mm-hmm. ending up basically as the mascot for the franchise. It's true. Um, I don't know. And I would say Situation is also kind of like a co-mascot. I would think, and I'm remembering just what I like remembered when the show was on before I even saw it. I knew about Mike. I knew about Snooky. And I knew a little bit about Polly D. I knew what he looked like. I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. But knowing about these people without even watching the show um, definitely gave them big points as far as, you know, King Guido or Queen Guidette. No, I agree. And I think Snooki is a very close second, in my opinion. Sure. But I I guess part of it is uh, Mike knew he was on a TV show, and he was actively trying to uh, get in whenever he can. And it was all purposeful moves for him to in- inject himself into different like sections. I feel sure. like some of Snooky, the some of the things that made her endearing wasn't necessarily under her control. She, yeah. it was more of like a passive involvement. Like, uh, like think about the thing that really corralled everything around her, uh, her getting uh, punched in the face was like a, like a big moment. I mean, she didn't cause that. I would, I would never say she caused that. And, that's not something that she did to I would never say that she caused it. But uh, I mean you're gonna say it after we edit it to make it sound like okay, it. Well, uh I think Coolsville sucks. No, uh, so uh <laughs> but like uh, there there's different happenings in the show where like things are happening to Snooky and it's funny and like it's interesting, but it's not her like knowing, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to cause, I'm going to stir this pot over here and try to uh, make some gold, you know? So here's what I'm going to contrast. What you're saying is that what you're saying 
in general is that Snooky is a natural and Mike is manufactured. Exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, no, I agree. Uh Mike mm-hmm. is the uh like a robotic man, like a yeah. cyborg. Yeah. Uh man, cyborg twice in one episode. But <laughs> I I I I guess I just have a it's kind of like in like Survivor, I guess, mm-hmm. if uh someone could win and they could be like a likable person uh but they cannot make a lot of moves yeah. in the game to progress their uh their like to make it to the end they could just rely on them being a likable person and win the million dollars or you could have someone who's out there uh doing some really despicable shit actively trying to worm their way to the end and i always lean towards the later type i, I agree with you yeah. on the survivor analogy as far as that goes yeah, I think if this was a competition show, I would 100% have picked Mike. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. But as far as like a show that's driven by personality side, I do think that Snooki gets one up on Mike. Mm-hmm. If I was going to put this into biblical context, okay, I would say that Snooki would be Jesus, and oh. Mike would be Judas, <laughs> because okay. much like much like Jesus, Snooki was a natural. And she took that punch to the face for our entertainment, the passion yeah. of the Snooky. Uh-huh. Yes. She was crucified on that fist. <laughs> yeah. And Mike just did everything he could to stab everybody in the back as, as much as he could. Yeah. Okay. So I I think maybe this is a little unorthodox. Snooky wins most valuable Guidette. Yeah. Just Undebatable. based off of the democracy. but Based off of, you know, our uh, republic republican democracy yes well, no this would be a direct democracy because well, yeah, all three that's of true. us all get a, I get, a, get a chance actually uh i i took other people's opinions to make my opinion <laughs> i have no opinion of my own oh um, uh, jackson has I'm, jackson, I'm jackson has constituents uh, yes <laughs> the my 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 sponsors and uh uh <laughs> big pharma told me to vote for Mike because uh, he sponsors <laughs> all a lot the of their <laughs> he sponsors a lot of their growth hormone. So they told me the the Disney Imagineer that crafted Mike's lumpy head uh-huh. <laughs> told me that I need to vote for Mike so that he can get Mike put into the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> so what I my my suggestion is that we'll give the MVG to Snooky, but Mike yes. is going to get a little asterisk and it's going to say Vice MVG. Ooh. I like that because he's he's I think he does have a Jacks makes a lot of good points. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Sam and I win uh-huh. with our decision. But I really do think that uh, Mike does hold up. He's like a one point five. Whereas like gotcha. Snooki's like number one. He's not second. Yeah. He's like a, a sidestep and one back. I don't get like demoted or anything for losing to you two. Right. Well, then the next season that the the wrap up show that we're going to do uh you have to uh find a key inside of a cake <laughs> in order to unlock the box to get back into the podcast. Okay. Guys, I swallowed it. <laughs> I ate the whole cake. We say had to dig through it. I hate the little people statue too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of Mike being the vice MVG. Yeah, it's the kind of VMVG. Like a- double entendre because he has so many vices (laughs) that's true well the the thing too is that this could easily change next season because this isn't like a this is a title that's constantly evolving yeah well and uh and much like a certain former vice president i can think of al gore 
M- Mike is always up to some sort of tricks. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Dick Cheney. Uncle Mike. <laughs> so, congratulations, Snooky. Uh, you're the most valuable Guidette of season one, the MVG. Great job, uh, Snooky. Great MVG. job. MVG. Uh, I, Round of snaps for Snooky. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, we, as a reward, I will say something nice about you uh, in season two. I will say, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say something uh, very pleasant, and I hope it uplifts your spirits. Yeah, we will definitely not make the comment that your bump it makes you look like the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're not starting now, huh? <laughs> now we're starting. Okay. Right now. Uh, yeah, congratulations, though. You are the heart and soul of uh, the show. And uh, keep up the good work on the seasons you've already recorded, I guess. Um, <laughs> so this has been our first uh, our first award ceremony, I guess. We'll, we'll, we may make this a tradition. Uh, let us know some feedback on uh, what you thought of uh, uh, the awards. And if you have any awards you want to give us, uh, because we're real petty, so we take that shit serious. We need mm. your love and affection. Yeah, and if uh, you would like to as well, we do have social media that we are always available on. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what we've done, we've got uh, nothing better to do. Yeah, if you have nothing better to do, uh, and our Instagram is at Gorilla Juicecast, our Twitter is at G Juicecast. And we also have an email address, which is just gorillajuicecast at gmail.com. And if you have any feedback whatsoever, please let us know. We're still very young at all this stuff. And uh, if you want to see more of these, like, non-episodic episodes, too, let us know that as well. I think we had a lot of fun sort of putting this together for you guys. Yeah, it's been a good experience. It's been an interesting project. Yeah, it's uh, not stopping. Yeah, and next week, uh, next Wednesday, we're going to be back into our normal gig of letting you know what we think of season two, episode one. Uh huh. Seven more. <laughs> well, I would back, back, <laughs> back again. I would say if you want some weird sort of credibility, uh, if you start listening prior to season one concluding our, uh, our episodes, you could say you were on the ground floor of yeah. this operation you are uh, an og juice head yes if you're listening to this later well thank you i guess but it's not as important as the initial list <laughs> <laughs> it's very true so uh thank you for the support and uh yeah seriously thank you guys for listening it's awesome yeah we'll keep talking at you i guess babbling aimlessly about guidos in your direction yes uh let's give a round of snaps to the fans Yep, here we go. Does Jackson not know how to snap? Oh, (laughs) sorry, hold on. Let's do that again. (laughs) Let's give a, a round of snaps to the fans. Just making sure you know how to snap your fingers. I can't do it. Slapping himself in the face. This is as fast as I can do it. Slapping the stomach.